welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, we are going to continue to look at our theme for the year found in Acts 2.47. And if you're not familiar, again, it's praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And uh, I love last week, we had a bunch of our pastors preaching at all of our campuses. I thought they did an amazing job on praise and uh, really did a great job. And then earlier this year, Pastor Kirk preached on salvations, daily salvations, And I actually did this out of order on purpose because I wanted us to preach on salvations right away so you had as many uh, days as possible to uh, share your faith and you had an extra day of praise if you did that on a leap day. I mean, we had the extra day, so we did that. And uh, I'm getting, I I love all the reports I'm getting from people that are saying we're leading people to faith outside the church. There's a boldness and I love that, that, um, you know, I guess in, he's always doing this, but Jesus has left the building. Like we're going outside and sharing our faith and being that type of church. Now, today I wanna to talk about favor. Um, and immediately when I think about favor, I think of two churchy sayings. Um, one of them is I'm living in the fog. How many know that one? Okay, not a lot. Okay, and here's another, favor ain't fair. Now, how many know that? Yeah, so yeah, okay, so. Um, and I also think about one non-churchy thing when I think of favor, may the odds be ever in your favor. I don't know, I just, I just thought of that. I just, you know, so now that's out, all right. It has nothing to do with odds. This favor has nothing to do with odds, analytics. It's supernatural, all right? But um, going back to this, people say like, favor ain't fair, you know? And, and usually it's a jab. It's like, you know, I got a better seat than you. Favor ain't fair, you know? Uh, I got a better parking spot. Favor ain't fair, I, you know, all right. It's way more, it's usually said with a smirk or some type of like, ha ha, you know, but that's not favor. That's not favor. The the favor of God is so much more than that. And then the other one is like living in the fog, uh, fog standing for favor of God. And I kind of do the first one and I'll do like favor ain't fair, just kind of as a joke, but the fog one is just too churchy for me. I don't know. It's just like living in the fog, you know, what's the fog, you know? I don't know. It's It's just too churchy. And I love to not be too churchy, all right? So let me define what favor means in the Bible, and then we're gonna look at the benefits of favor, what attracts God's favor, and how we can increase his favor on our life, all right? Um, I got another favor thing that's rolling around my mind, you know? You know, how many know that song, may his favor be upon you and your family and your children and your children and your grandchildren and your great, all right, all right, favor, all right? You want the favor on your life. You want the favor of God. Um, now, I do want to, one more thing, I just want to say this, uh, a disclaimer. I, I love to backfill the stories. If you don't know this, I don't assume that everybody at our church knows the Bible well. Um, I know that we have new people and people have been around forever that could teach all sorts of things, people that read it in the Greek, Hebrew, um, but I try to backfill the stories. I'm going to cover a lot of stories today. I'm going to cover a lot of people. And when I do that, if you're like, I don't know who that is, I don't know who that is, what's that story behind that? Here's what I'd recommend. Talk to your small group leader this week and just say, hey, there are a couple things in the sermon. Can I just get a little help on this? And if you're not in a small group, join a small group this week. Come with your list of questions and get in there, all right? But I I will tell you, we're gonna cover so much that I'm gonna leave people hanging with stories and we're not gonna be able to fill it all in. So 
There's multiple words for favor in the Bible. Hesed, hin, kain. Uh, these are all different words. Uh, and they mean grace, mercy, to be good and kind. And it's coming sometimes from a superior to an equal or to a superior to an inferior. You get this. There's just a lot of different ways that there's favor. Um, the Oxford Dictionary says this about favor, approval, support, or liking for someone to feel or show approval or preference for, and I like this one, over generous preferential treatment. When I saw that definition, I was like, God, I would like over generous preferential treatment. That was just me, you know? But as I was studying this, in 1828, the Webster's Dictionary had this to say about favor, and if I could stop for a moment, we might all need to buy a paper dictionary from years ago so that as AI redefines words, and I mean, I'm just watching the bias that is going in to all this stuff, and I'm realizing like, there's an agenda. There's an agenda, and we're all gonna be walking around with big old dictionaries like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I won't even go there. All right, <laughs> I just thought of so many things, all right. Um, Favor, this is what it said, 1828, Webster's Dictionary, favor, an expression of affection and God's love. Wow, I mean, you would not see that in a chat bot today. I mean, it's not gonna happen. So a, a summary of all that I said, a pastor kind of did this. He said, favor is the special affection of God toward you that releases an influence on you so that others are inclined to like you or cooperate with you. I like that one. I don't know you, I, I want that favor on my life. And as we go into favor, I just wanna be clear on this too. Before you ever said yes to Jesus, got saved, born again, whatever you need to understand, say yes, give your life to Jesus. Some of you have never done that, you've never done it. And there'll be an opportunity at the end of this service to do that. Um, before anyone ever did that, God was extending his favor towards you. Romans 5.8 says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like God was extending favor. And one of the words for favor can be translated like love. Or, and so it's like, he's giving you his mercy. He's giving you his love. He's giving you this way before you ever, ever, ever did anything. And salvation is the greatest gift expression of God's favor on you. And I just want to just explain this really quick because, uh, again, there's so much we're going to cover. Grace favor, you don't earn it. You don't earn it, you just receive it. And God's like, I'm giving you this grace. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Before you ever said yes to God, God was giving you grace favor and saying, will you receive grace favor? I am being favorable to you from a position that is superior to you and I'm offering you grace favor. And when we receive it, it's the greatest favor on our life. And um, we, we, we all get in equal, like we all get in equal. There's not like, you know, like, it's not like your pastor got more saved. He got more grace favor and you got half grace favor. Like we all get the same grace favor in salvation, all right? Now from there, we get in with this and God gives us grace favor that we receive. We can get favor on us. We can get favor on us and you can actually do things in your life to increase favor and to get this, you know, preferential treatment, if you will, and this extra blessing upon your life. 
Proverbs 12, too, listen to what it says. It says, good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. Psalms 5, 12, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those to whose hearts are fully committed to him. God's like looking. He's like, who is fully committed? I, I, I'm ready to strengthen you. I'm ready to put some favor on you. I, I, I love, I like, I'm just, I'm in the ready position for favor. Like, all right, I just want more favor. Now, here's an interesting thing that I discovered. Most people go to God for favors rather than seeking his favor. Okay, that, like, I just want, you know, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. And according to the great theologian, Jelly Roll, okay, not, how many are familiar? All right, he's an artist. His lyrics are saturated with the Bible. Got cross tattoos on his face. Uh, he's, it's like church. You're like, listen to it. It's, it's very rough. It's gritty. It's raw and honest. And I've actually, I don't, I don't know where he's at with God. And I've actually thought about, like, I've listened to some of his songs. I'm like, I think I want to do a four-part sermon series. Like, Jelly Roll speaks to you. You know, I think we could get people in. We'll talk to the staff and see if we want to do that. But anyways, his song is called Favor. And he says, I only talk to God when I need a favor, right? I won't sing anymore. I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. You know, and he talks about, I'm throwing up Hail Marys, you know, like I'm trying, God. And he's like, it's only when I'm in a mess that I come to you because I just want a favor. I don't want to do anything to live in your favor. And even Jelly Roll in the song, he's kind of like, it's weak. I owe you more than a one a day, you know, come on and take it. Like, he's like, this is weak. And I could show you some people in the Bible, at least one that lived this way. King Saul lived a jelly roll kind of faith. God, save me. God, speak to me. I'm in a mess. God, get me out of this. Instead of doing what God wanted him to do, which would have brought favor on his life, he's doing what he wants to do and he's like, okay, God, I need a favor. I need a favor. I need a favor. Come on, God. And you see, it didn't end well for Saul. Right, right. When we live that way, we treat God like Proverbs 19, 6 says, many curry favor with a ruler and everyone is the friend of one who gives gifts. We're like, come on, God. If I could just get a favor from you, God, please give me a favor. God's like, no, I want you to live in my favor. Do the things that cause me to smile on your life and pour out favor on you. Now, people like this never want to be close to God. They never want to be changed by God. They never want to be sanctified by God. They just want a favor. And God's like, I have so much more for you. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, God is better than gold and his favor is better than fortune. We need to realize his favor on us is better than that. So I found this list from a pastor online, 10 benefits of favor. And I'll fly through these. I got a couple of lists. And and I almost thought about making this a two-part, a three-part series, but I love this. 10 benefits of the favor of God. And, and this is where I'm gonna reference those stories, okay? So um, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Okay, in Genesis 39, we have a guy by the name of Joseph, and the Bible says that God's favor was on him. He gets in Potiphar's house, favor. And Potiphar's like, wow, how did I get so blessed to have this guy? Because everything he touches is favor. He has a bad run in with Potiphar's wife and he doesn't commit adultery. He's like, I'm going to live pure. He gets wrongly accused and thrown in prison. 
And then what happens? It says he had favor in the prison. The prison guard's like, how did I get blessed to get this prisoner in my prison? Because everything he touches has favor on it. And then he goes to, Potiphar, or to Pharaoh's palace. And all of a sudden, favor. Like everywhere he's going, favor. So it produces supernatural increase and promotion. Secondly, favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And I'll read this scripture in Exodus 3, 21, because it's talking about the children of Israel in Egypt when they were in slavery and they're getting ready to be set free. And it says, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. He's like, you know what? You came in with a bunch and they made you slaves and you don't have anything, but guess what? I'm gonna have them be, have favor towards you and you're gonna leave with all their gold and all their silver and all their rubies and they're gonna, have, they're gonna be throwing money at you. That's favor. Favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. Same thing with this, uh, with, with Exodus. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Like there's honor in the midst of your adversaries. God's like, you know why they're honoring you? I put favor on you. Favor produces increased assets. And this is one where the children of Israel, they were breaking up the land that we know as Israel right now, and it extended bigger than it is now, but they were breaking it up and giving it to the tribes. And uh, Naphtali, uh, it says this, and of Naphtali, he said, he's satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord. He's gonna possess from the West and the South. And God's like, there's favor on this guy. And he gets this land all the way to this water, this land, this land. And there's like an increase happening. Favor produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. And I won't read it, but in Joshua 11, it talks about God's like, I, I, I gave you favor and I kept favor from your enemy so you could win. Like I withheld favor off them and put favor on you. And, and another one, number six, favor produces recognition even when you seem the least likely to receive it. Think about this. If you don't know the story of David, uh, Samuel's like, I got to anoint a new king. And again, talk to your small group leader. I got to talk to, uh, I got to anoint a new king. And David's like out tending the sheep. And Samuel's like, I want to anoint one of your kids, Jesse. Where's, are they all here? And even though he's being overlooked, listen to what it says. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. This is the guy that has favor. He was overlooked, and yet the king notices him, Samuel the prophet notices him, because there's a favor on this guy. Favor produces prominence and preferential treatment. In Esther, okay? Yep. Esther, you know, the Bible talks about that she had favor with the king. Number eight, Favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly civil authorities. All right, again, Esther, she's with an ungodly leader and, and she needs a favor. And it says this, if I found favor in the sight of the king and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them and I will do tomorrow as the king has said. Like she's like, if I have favor and the king's like, you have favor. You have, I just, when I was studying this, I was like, I want more favor. I hope you're, you're here and I was like, I want more favor, all right? Another one, favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed to your advantage. Again, using Esther, she's like, this is gonna kill us, it's gonna destroy us, and it's like, no, we're gonna switch this around, you're not gonna die, we're changing the laws and all this. And I thought about this when I was reading uh, and studying for this, when we were doing our Apple Valley campus, we tried to get the building that we're in now, where I'm preaching from right here, 
We're trying to get this building off the tax rolls. And the city said, not a chance. There's no way. It's never going to get approved. And we had a lawyer. We were all ready to go. We go to city council and we're ready. And we go in there and they said, there's no chance. You're never getting this property off the tax rolls. And we show up to the city, call, you know, city hall council meeting and I'm ready for a fight. We've got our lawyer there. You know, I get people with me, you know, we're ready. And, and they come out and they said, you know what? We were back in the chamber area there. And uh, we're thinking about, you guys just do all this good works. And, you know, we just have a change of heart and we're going to approve it. And I almost stood up and said, I object. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, what just happened? You know what happened? Favor. Favor in the council room. Favor happened right there. You couldn't make that plan up. Okay, one more on this list. Favor produces battles won, which you won't even fight because, because God will fight them for you. Psalm 44, three, it says, for they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast made a favor unto them. Your favor, like God's like, I'm, I, I, they didn't even get this land. Like even buying this building. I remember when the landlord called me and he said, hey, do you wanna buy the building? You know, and he said, 6.5 million, you know, do you have $200,000 to put down? I'm like, Maybe, you know, I mean, in, and I'll do it at 6% interest, contract for deed. And I'm like, I talked to somebody, I was like, is that a good deal? And they're like, are you kidding me? If you don't buy that, you're an idiot. That's amazing. That is favor. I'm like, yeah, favor ain't there. You know, like, <laughs> favor. Like we didn't even, there was no strategy to get the building. God's like, I got favor, watch this. And, and I, I, I've summarized it down that there's three years of favor. You get favor with his presence. You get favor with his power and you get favor with this providence or provision. And, and God's wanting to give favor, all right? Now, I wanna remind you, because I'm gonna talk about what attracts this favor and what can increase it, remind you again. Grace favor, forgiveness favor, getting saved favor, all the same, all the same. When you are forgiven, you're not partially forgiven. You're not almost forgiven. You're not on your journey to be forgiven. You're forgiven yeah. and you're made new and that grace favor comes on you. And then as a child, as a child of God, a son or daughter of God, you are walking in that relationship with him and he's pouring out more favor. And I, I found this list by Cindy McMenamin and I'm sorry if I mispronounced her name, but it's M-C-M-E-N-A-N-N-M-I-N. All right, yeah, so, all right. But it was a great list. It's a great list. And she said on this list, what attracts his favor? Because that's what I want to know. Like, if God's given out more favor, I want to know, like, I don't know about you, but when I went to school, I was like, what do I got to do to get an A? Where's the extra credit? Okay, how much is that worth? You know, I was like, I'll, I, I wanted to know what I had to do to get the A, or to get the extra credit. Some of you are like, what do I gotta do to get a C? I get it, all right, yeah. <laughs> this is what she said, and I love this. And these are all tied with an example. Remember, lots of Bible stories. If you walk with God, it brings his favor. And we have this from Enoch in chapter five of Genesis. Enoch walked with God, and the Bible says that they were walking along and then God took him into heaven. We, it, it's believed that he just kind of took him right into heaven. Like he's walking and talking with Enoch and, and they're having a relationship. They're just walking together. And God's like, you know what? It's closer to my house than your house. Why don't you come with me? You know, like, <laughs> let's just go home, you know? 
And if anybody could ever went like, favorite, fair, fast, fast to heaven, it would have been Enoch, but then God would have been like, oh, that's pride, now go back, you know? So he didn't do it, you know? But Enoch walked with, so walking with God, spending time with God increases your favor, all right? Doesn't make you any more saved, but it increases the favor. Being his friend, Abraham, James chapter two, verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. When you step out in faith and you listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit or the thing that God is telling you to do, God's like, I like that. I wanna pour some favor on you. And, and what an honor to be called friend, friend. Okay, being obedient in difficult situations. We've already talked about this guy, but Joseph. Joseph is obedient in what would have been so easy, like, God, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm a young man. I'm in Potiphar's house, and it was the boss's wife. She's making advances, and I could go to prison if I didn't, you know, do that and commit adultery, so I'm sorry. Please forgive me, you know. He, he could have, but he's like, I'm gonna stand true to what I believe, even if it costs me everything, and standing true to God in difficult situations will increase his favor on you. Okay, now let me stay in this story for a second. I wanna be very clear. God's favor, I wanna read what I wrote down as I was writing this. God's favor is with you in difficult situations, but it doesn't always eliminate difficult situations. You're like, favor? I have no problems in my life. Favor, favor, no, no, no. You, you could be in the middle of his will doing exactly what he wants you to do in a very difficult situation. Matter of fact, I won't say a name because this would betray a confidence um, or may, and maybe in danger. But I was talking to one of our missionaries and they were going into a difficult situation. And we said, you know, if you go there and it's difficult and you get persecuted, you could be living in God's favor. If you go there and you don't get persecuted, you could be living in God's favor. We don't know. And he's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I just know I'm supposed to go. I just know I'm supposed to go. And he's like, I wanna be obedient to what he said, even though everything staring me in the face is difficult and maybe big time issues. I just wanna be obedient. Wow, 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 wow. Another thing that brings us favor is being humble like Moses. Now you say being humble, and I, I would joke around with this. Numbers 12, three talks about, now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. And, and I was talking about this with John Bevere the other day and we were laughing because John goes, that's true. He goes, Moses had to have been the hum most humble man on earth. And I was like, seriously? And he's like, why would God allow Moses to write a lie in the Bible? It wasn't like a story, like, and Moses did this. It, Moses literally said, and Moses was humble man. And, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, so he said, it must be true. And he said, so think about this. And, and he talked about like, why was he so humble? Probably because he got so close to God, his face was shining, and people were like, dude, you're so close to God. Like, he probably was like, you're amazing and I'm nothing. And in that humility, God's like, I'll pour out favor on you. Isaiah 66, two says, has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble, and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. There's something about humility that increases God's favor on your life. All right, you getting something out of this? There's, I got a lot more lists, all right? I gotta go faster, all right. Another one is desiring to do his will like David 
pours out favor. And, and I know this, David was not perfect, but he said, God said, here's someone who's a man after my own heart, and God poured out favor on him, okay? Uh, another one, seeking God's wisdom like Solomon. Solomon, he's like, what do you want? Solomon's like, wisdom. God's like, great, great request. I'll give you all those other things too. You win them all. Like, and God pours out favor because he asked for wisdom and he sought wisdom. Being surrendered like Mary, the mother of Jesus. Like, he's like highly favored one. And, and even with this one, favor of God led her into a very difficult situation where she'd be talked about, but she was still living in his favor. Okay, loving God extravagantly like Mary of Bethany, who in Luke chapter 10 poured out this expensive perfume. And you know what the favor is on her life? Okay, this is incredible. Cause I thought if this was ever said about me, I'd be thrilled. God's like, what she's done is amazing. And she'll be remembered forever for doing this. That's pretty good. Like, I mean, like, like imagine like, hey, hey, what Rob did right there, that's pretty awesome. And we're gonna talk about Rob's little church. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just, that's amazing. That's favor. Um, here's just two more. Leaning in close to Jesus, like John, the beloved disciple. Again, think about this. If, if God wouldn't allow, allow somebody to write a lie under the inspiration, John said, I'm the beloved of Jesus. Like, I was the closest disciple. All right, and he leans in and he stays in with Jesus even when he doesn't understand everything, even when it looks like everything's falling apart. John's like, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. I don't understand it, but I'm with you, I'm with you. And God's like, I'm pouring out favor on you. And he gives them revelation. I mean, just amazing. Number 10, when we become like Jesus, we get more of God's favor. You want more of God's favor? You start looking more like Jesus. You start saying, I wanna be holy like you're holy. You say, Jesus, I wanna reflect you to this world. See, when we do that, it, it, it magnifies God. It makes him incredible. And the world looks around and goes, that, that, that's how I thought a Christian should be. That's kind of like how I thought Jesus would be. Like, and God's like, I wanna pour my favor onto people that do this. As I look at this, um, it could be summarized in, in four areas here. Um, and I love uh, Pastor Mike Evans summarized how to get more of God's favor in just four quick things. Radical obedience, okay? You want God's favor on your life? Be radically obedient. Even when he tells you things that don't make sense, you say, I'll do it. Even when he says things that you're like, uh-oh, I think that could be dangerous. You do it. Radical obedience, God's like, I'm pouring out favor on you. He said the other one is radical humility. When you don't think higher of yourself, like Romans says, like you don't think high of yourself, you actually understand who you are, you understand how great God is, and you live in humility, and you're not like it's all about me, but it's all about him, and you live in humility, radical humility, God's like, I'm pouring out favor on that person. And that favor oozes. Radical forgiveness. You start forgiving in a radical way and God's like, favor, watch. I wanna pour favor on you because that's the way I want my children to live. And then radical generosity. And I think there's favor on our church. Like we're, we're getting that one good. And I, I, we'd probably just look at the other one and say, let's grow. And I just had this thought of like, 
what's our leg day on that list? You know, like, you know, like what, what's leg day? Is it obedience or humility or forgiveness? I don't know, what is the one that we're neglecting right now? Because we're nailing generosity, we got that one. Um, those things bring his favor. And I, I really do, I really believe that our generosity as a church has caused God to like pour favor onto us. He's like, watch this, watch this. And, and I even look back to buying the building for City Campus. Like, that's favor. There's no way. Like, when I show people that building, they're like, no, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, yes, it did. And Maple Grove, like, Maple Grove, we get the land, and the city council's like, approved. Like, it was like, there's nothing to see here. Move along. I mean, like, I mean, favor. Favor, favor, favor. And there's more favor. Getting into the school in Lakeville, all the, it's just favor. There's favor. And I was believing God for this year for favor on us with him and with others. And I'm believing that God wants to and there, have that favor for you. And here's the beautiful thing about the favor, like it oozes onto other people. Have you noticed that? Like Esther gets favor and it saves a nation. It saves a whole people group. Joseph gets favor and it's on you know, Potiphar's house, it's on the prison guy, it's on Pharaoh, it saves his family. I mean, the favor is like, favor oozes. Favor oozes, and, and it's not that, ha ha, favor ain't fair. No, it's like, there's favor, there's favor on me. You should get around me, because there's favor. There's favor, there, there's just, God has favor on me, and you just wanna be around, because it oozes, and there's enough for everybody. We need his favor in our church. We need his favor in the marketplace. We need his favor in your school. We need his favor in your neighborhood. We need his favor in our government. I've just been getting stomach aches about government. I, I just want favor to happen. And, and then I'm like, okay, God, we want favor with our government. Um, we want favor in every area of our lives. And I'm praying that with our theme for this year that we will continue praising God and growing in favor with men, like all the people around, we're gonna grow. There's gonna be, they're gonna be just predisposed to be favorable yeah, yeah. to us. I'm praying for that, predisposed to be favorable. Yeah. And I do wanna give a shout out, even like Lakeville School, when they brought us in there, I did, they were just like, they, they were, it was like they were predisposed to be favorable to River Valley Church. And I pray blessing upon Lakeville School District for that, praise God for that. I just wanna see more favorable disposition because we're not done. We're not done. We got so many people that we need to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not even, we're just about halfway with our 500. We're not done. We need more favor. And so let's praise, let's have favor, and then let's see daily salvations. That was not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is a marathon. We are not even one quarter of the year done. And I am praying that we continue to say, God, daily salvations, daily, daily salvations. Praise, favor, and daily salvations. 247, 24 7, 366. We got the leap here. All right, all right. Lord, I just pray right now for favor, favor to be on us, favor to increase. And God, I thank you for saving favor that's available to everyone. And even people right now wondering, could I be saved? At the end of this service, God, they could be saved and say yes to you. Your favor and grace will be given to them. And God, for all of us as your children, I pray that we'd grow in favor, we'd increase in this, because we'd increase in those things 
that cause you to smile, that causes you to want to pour out favor. And God, I pray that that favor would open doors that no man could shut. I pray that that favor would increase your kingdom. I pray that that favor would give breakthrough. And I pray that that favor would ooze out onto our neighbors, our classmates, our coworkers, and everyone around us, that we would have that favor and live in that favor. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.